Ah, yes, we are live and uh, live and just having a wonderful day already here. Uh, Fall, beautiful fall day, uh, September 18th. We are live and getting you ready for the weekend. Yes, it's the, uh, the learning curve. And today I'm going to dish on the top five ways that you can tune in and track your desire. Find it and follow it out the door. Uh, as you can see, my better half is not here today. So um, you know, she had somewhere very important to be. You're just gonna have to take our word for it. And I'm just gonna have to hold down the fort. We'll see how I do. But you know the challenge here is for us to give you at least five practical applications each and every live episode and to dish on it in under 30 minutes, 30 minutes or less. Um, so I'm going to do the best I can. Yes, uh, yep, bringing it to you here. I've got my thinking cap on. And, uh, you know, give us a shout out if you are, well, you know, seeing us on one of the, the various uh, stream channels. It's a lot for me to manage all at the same time, but you know what, I'm, I'm up for it. Uh, yep, so uh, we're celebrating some things. We've got some courses. Check things out at BigSelfSchool.com. We've got workshops coming right up uh, next week, things to sign up for and jump into. We're um, pretty excited. You know, we are still in uh, in the throes of self-knowledge September. And then we've got uh, boldness is our theme for October. We've got some great guests uh, on the show uh, for some of those episodes. And uh, then we go into gratitude for November. Makes sense, right? Gratitude. Uh, looking for some, we're, we're trying to, for, the, for those guests, we are looking for um, some deep researchers. And we're going to go deep into the different parts of how to develop gratitude. We're not just going to be saying the same thing about how gratitude you know, gives you a more, there's, gratitude does a lot of things and we're going to hit on them from a different creative angle for each and every episode. Uh, and then it's self-care December. So those are some of the things to be looking forward to, but hey, we've got to start where we're at right now, right? And so, you know, finding your way here as we five ways to tune in and track your desire, uh, you know, finding your way to your desire it requires a number of the principles that we teach at the Big Self School. It requires a calm center. But paradoxically, at the same time, you got to put, you got to have the courage to put those ideas into practice. So whether, whether you think you know your desires, but just want to reconnect with them or simply have no idea uh, this podcast can't. This podcast alone, especially if you're able to take some mental or or physical real notes, can help you realize your way to a deeper and more authentic connection with yourself and what you truly want. Speaking of a connection with yourself and what you who you really are, you know there is. We also have a new daily podcast. In case you might be interested in small meditations each day. Uh, it is called Who Do You Think You Are? And it is being distributed 
everywhere podcasts can be heard uh, around the world. We've been launching it. It's a steady march. It's literally every day. You get a quote, um, a reason why that quote is really cool, and the book it comes from, and a question for meditation. We're in, we're out each and every day. Who do you think you are? You can um, you know, search for it anywhere you want to, but it can also be found on the bigselfschool.com page. But um, so as we talk about desire here a little bit and get ready for our number one, because yes, we've got to do this in, uh, in under 30 minutes, so we've got to get down to action. Uh, but you know, desire, it leads you out. So it's like, it's, and what is, so what is desire? It's, it's paying attention. It's your longing, whatever name you want to give it, but it leads you into life, not away retreating from it and staying super safe. So desire is there, even if you aren't sure where it went or how in the world you'll access it again, because, um, you know, it may go dormant as you play a lot of the ready-made roles that adulthood throws at you. Um, but but if, if it's even there in its dormancy, it is there steady as a heartbeat ready for you to resuscitate it. So number one, the top way for you to find it, find it back, get it out of its dormancy is to start where you are. That's right. You got to start where you are. You're on a map, you know, you're, you're beginning to go on the trail and you're looking at the map and it's, you are here, right? Well, that's what you got to do. You got to start where you are. And one of the ways that you can start where you are is to clarify your values. So this is sort of a subset. It's like you need to clarify. Number one is start where you are. But within that, how do you start where you are? You clarify your values. Now we have, um, by the way, we have a brand new book out um, uh, in hardcover, about a 110 page slim volume called Desire. How do you want to feel? And it's, uh, you know, wherever e-retailers sell um, print books, it's not yet in um, ebook format, um, but you can also find it at thebigselfschool.com. And it is, uh, it's, it, it does have a, a value exercise in it. That's why I bring it up um, where you can kind of see a list of about a hundred values listed there in alphabetical order. And then you can kind of like clarify in, in chunks of them by kind of looking at them and visualize, well, what are, if, what are my values? How do I clarify what my values are? Um, and that is a very important thing. Try to find, think of like your top five values and, and that can really immediately kind of help you begin to th say, am I integrating these values into my life? Which ones am I giving more attention to than others? Also, when you are starting where you're at, you want to get specific. A lot of people, we've, we've, we've noticed a lot of students or um, clients, people who have um, taken courses um, from some of the courses we've done so far, um, and a lot of people say, well, I want, I want inner peace, you know, or I want to um, not be stressed or I want freedom or something. And the, like a if, if it's really broad, uh, it may be hard for you to really get to because, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to have freedom, for instance, right? Um, a lot of ways to achieve, I suppose, inner peace, um, although I guess there would be some basics around that. 
Um, so yeah, so because it's in a way, it's sort of like, you know, saying to a designer, say, you know, you're, um, a graphic designer, you say, Hey, design me something for my, for my company. And they're like, okay, well, can you give me a little specifics on like what you're looking for? No, just make it look cool. You know, I've actually seen people do that with designers and it, um, it's kind of frustrating. You're like, okay, let's just shoot into the wild here. Um, so maybe by getting a little more specific, you can, um, name it and claim it. But one thing that does happen when you look desire in the eye, you know, for a lot of people, I was going to say desire is a four letter word in a way it's, um, you know, they don't really doesn't sound, it doesn't they don't know what it means um, or or it's a frustrating thing where they feel like they've succumbed to the pressures, the gravity problems that we all face and uh, we're in our limitations and we just kind of want to ignore it. We, we don't want to uh, look desire in the eye and really think about what could happen if we started looking for the, to, to live out the values and experiences that we want in our life. Because really when you do look desire in the eye, big things start to happen. Um, you get close, you get closer to the reality that you want. Um, so I, I would think also starting where you are is start with what you're grateful for and that gratitude practice, um, speaking of gratitude, is um, does help you think about how you want to integrate your values and experiences. And so, and what, what do we mean when we say the experiences um, you want to happen in your life? We, you know, there are the bucket list experiences. There are the the high level ones that that time you you mountain biked in Moab, um, that time you you swam across the English Channel. But we also, when we talk about experiences, is what do you want to build into your life on a seasonal, monthly, weekly, or daily ba basis? What what are those experiences that you want to be living out? So that's uh, number number one. Number two, build your why. Yes, this is a very important one for finding your your uh, your desire, build your why. German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, you might have heard of him. He once said, he who has a why can endure any how. You might have heard that famous quote. Knowing your why, it's an important first step in figuring out how to connect to your desire and ultimately connect it to what you do. What you uh, what you are should integrate with what you do, right? The being and the doing. Only when you know your why will you find that courage to take the risks needed to get ahead and stay motivated when resistance in inevitably emerges, and then move into your life entirely new. You know, an entirely new. It's going to be a more rewarding trajectory as you figure out uh, the reasons why you must follow through with your respective goal, why you cannot live without it. These reasons will help you develop your drive towards your goal and make you pursue it with all of your might. 
Uh, as civil rights leader Howard Thurman once wrote, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive. Then go do that because what the world needs is people who have come alive. The world needs you to follow your desire because the, the, the world needs um, needs you to, that we need more people like that. We, <laughs> and, um, you know, and here's another thought, you know, um, I don't know if you're a heart type, a head type, a body type with your, if you know your Enneagram, um, number, but, um, desire tends to be something that is emotional. It does come from the heart more than the head. Um, desire is, you know, because it's a longing, you know, it's sort of like, it reminds me, of um, John Cougar Mellencamp's um, song, Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. Sometimes life don't feel like it should. You make it hurt so good. All right, yeah. Um, that singing was so good, it made you hurt, didn't it? Yeah, that's, that's uh, though, it, it, it's going to be like an ache to uh, want to possess the life that you want to manifest. So maybe you avoid it, but let it be your guide. Don't be afraid of it. Envision what you want, and when it begins to hurt with how bad you want it, that's giving you some information. So what is it that you are missing out on right now, and how does that make you feel about yourself and your life? I would encourage you to write it down, even if it's like a, some micro-journaling. Track your thoughts. If you could say in one word what you would want more of in your life, what would that be? Yep, when it comes uh, when it comes to discovering your inner why, we hear a lot of people in our community and workshops say their biggest struggle is they don't know what to do. So a lot of people need clarity in figuring out their desire. Um, and you know, a great many do say that they want freedom. Some many say joy. We we hear um, people say they want more balance. Um, those are some desires that seem to be common across. Um, a lot of different backgrounds. So that number three, we better get on with this. Number three is why others, others are unreliable and why you still need them. So there are lots of reasons not to do what others tell us. And one gigantic reason is that many people, even or especially those who are close to us, have agendas for us, right? They, they want to see us become something for how it would reflect on them or possibly um, what they could get out of it. Not that it's always so Machiavellian, uh, probably as often as not, it's, it's just unconscious, but people know as much about you from what you reveal and what you represent yourself as by what they observe you doing. So in other words, sometimes, now this is self-knowledge September, and we've been talking about how it is sometimes really hard to know the self, and we have a lot of blind spots, and we may authentically misrepresent ourselves. So, you know, few people truly know us as well to really be a reliable guide. So those are some reasons why, you know, we may want to not listen to others, but um, but there, but inevitably, you're not going to probably completely find your desire um, in a vacuum. I have a couple of other interesting quotes along these this lines. Frederick Beekner, he he wrote one of he's one of the, one of the most widely quoted formulations of vocation. 
um, that you can, you'll can you about ever hear. And th this is the quote, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness meets and the world's deep hunger meet. So, um, and then you've also got Joseph Campbell's maybe even more famous quote, follow your bliss. So between those two statements, there's a lot of interesting ideas, but you know, it's still, it's still not perfect, right? It's still not a perfect formula. It's weird because with all that said, you know, what does Bigner mean by deep gladness? Does he mean desire? Does he mean contentment and fulfillment? Uh, does he mean the kind of joy that can be present even in the midst of suffering? Um, and what does Campbell mean by bliss? You know, does he mean desire or does he mean passion? Uh, does he mean contentment? And, you know, and what's the difference? So there are some, I mean, those are cool quotes, but, you know, it's, you know, it is understood from both the philosophical and the psychological traditions that you are not going to ideate your way to complete self-knowledge or only feel your way, feel your way to desire. You know, developing an integrated self-knowledge does not happen in a vacuum. And while there are no perfect, reliable guides, others will have to do. So um, think, think wisely about the feedback that you get from people uh, and what information you may be getting about yourself from them. Number four, find and fail with aspirational goals. What do I mean by that? Take small steps towards a much larger goal. It helps you follow your curiosity and not get overwhelmed. You can try things out and fail fast. Not fail fast in the macho-minded startup platitude rhetoric and that hustle, hustle culture, but in the real world way. You are, when you're following your desire, you are designing your life, redesigning it. And so you can follow broad interests in specific ways and try stuff out. And you don't have to give yourself a deadline or a lifeline. You know, uh, I would say that I've kind of, you know, without even always knowing it, I've conducted tests and experiments of what I'm curious about uh, all of my life. Ever since I literally left the house on my 18th birthday, August 20th, I was... I, I was, that's the first day that I began college and I, uh, over, I, you know, I'd never cooked for it, for an example. Um, cooking was always something that mom did. I, I don't recall ever cooking, but I was hungry a lot in college and the cafeteria wasn't always open. And over the ensuing years, you know, I found I could get by, uh, with a little cooking and save a little money and, over the years, I kind of got, I just got better at it. I enjoyed cooking, um, but you know, so what, right? Like, does that, did that mean that it was, I should follow my desire to become a chef or start a restaurant? Well, you know, since it was at a certain time of life, I kind of set out for brief periods of time. I, I worked in restaurants. I met people. Uh, I learned, learned from people in our communities, read books, uh, watched documentaries about chefs. And by the way, we have a good one. Uh, I think it was like episode 10 with Charlie Loomis. Um, he gave us some, some insights into the life and times of a chef um, on one of these very episodes. It was um, really good. He was a great guest. 
Um, I learned, um, you know, I learned about the challenges, joys, and travails of owning a small business over this time. Um, and the, I guess the point is you can be curious. I decided, I realized, no, opening a restaurant or becoming a chef is not for me. I just, just because I like to cook and I, I like to cook things from scratch and I get into that whole, um, you know, garden to table ideas. Those are pretty in, in, inspiring. Maybe it'll be a, a thing down the road for me, but um, there's different ways. You don't want to, yeah, kill your desire by making it something that it shouldn't be, I suppose, as well. You know, uh, here's another example. A few years ago, I seriously, I, so I really liked all kinds, I, I like all kinds of beer. And, uh, and you know, I, I was like, I like to, I like, I like to make things from scratch. I like to make fresh bread, homemade pasta, ro roasted my own coffee beans for a few years. If you haven't done that and you're really into coffee, um, you might want to check that out by the way, because you can get these green coffee beans wholesale and they, they last, you know, they stay fresher for a longer period of time, uh, for up to a year. And you can just kind of roast them yourself in a variety of ways. And I mean, the coffee is so fresh and incredibly good that way. But I digress. Um, under, yeah, under, so, so my brother had been brewing for um, a few years some beer. And, you know, I don't know, I was just curious and uh, about trying out some brewing. And I, I think I, we were kind of like, could we take this? as it got more and more serious and my brother and I started to make weekly batches and documenting the process with spreadsheets and videos and getting better equipment and trying different store storage styles and different approaches to bottling and kegging. Uh, and you know, and you know, we, we like, we dreamed a little bit. And as we were following our curiosity, we were like, should we, you want to do a cidery because it is, it's easier to make ciders and there doesn't seem to, the market isn't as glutted with that. Um, but you know, I, over time, as fun as it was as a hobby, the idea of turning it into a lifestyle and a business just, just began to feel daunting. It's a high competition, uh, low margin business. And it's, it's kind of, it takes some hardcore boots on the ground daily work with precise scientific recipes and expensive equipment. And, you know, but by the time I realized it, you know, I didn't want it to become a business. Um, well then I guess I also had to decide, should we keep making loads and loads of beer every single week? This is a lot of work and investment. Um, and so I kind of was like, this was a great experiment, but I was willing to walk away from it kind of after a minimum of investment. Um, and it was, had some fun experiments and some really good beer, um, to go along with it. But so like not having a heavy goal kept the process a lot more jo joyful, um, and it was kind of a vague goal of so following a curiosity, what we call it a failure. Well, I guess it failed to manifest into like some bigger, much deeper desire, but, um, the aspiration behind this in, on number four though, is the idea because aspirational goals, they impact your persistence. So if you have an idea that you're trying, you may be taking this somewhere, then this gonna, you're just gonna prolong your effort and it will supply you with more information than you would have had otherwise. Um, at the same time, of course, having too open-ended of goals that, you know, th then they go nowhere and they just fade away. So it is a good idea to, kind of be targeting something as you're following your curiosities. Otherwise, desire may very well remain uh, elusive to you. All right, we are 
all the way to number five here, and I think I'm tracking pretty well on my time. Yes, uh, so number five, because this idea wasn't just about finding your desire, but it was also about uh, following it once you, once you have found it or brought it out of dormancy. And so number five is, you know, take your desire to fulfillment. From desire, you will find fulfillment. That's where it leads to a more joyful, well-lived life. Now, what is fulfillment? Well, this is my definition. Glad you asked. Satisfaction, this is the definition of fulfillment. Tell me if you think that you've got a better definition. I'm, I'm open. Um, but this is what I've come up with, us at Big Self School. Satisfaction as a result of integrating your abilities and character in service to a project or cause larger than yourself. That is what fulfillment would be, right? And um, yes, yeah, so, and each day you choose this. So it's hard to find your desire by choosing what is ordinary. You've got to build that courage muscle, and it is a muscle. You've got to um, allow money not to use up all of the pursuit of money, not to use up all of your premium time. So have you ever settled for something much less than you know you want or deserve? Maybe you don't get paid what you think you should. It doesn't feel good. It hurts. That's the kind of ache that can leave you reeling. And at the same time, that can drive you to reach for something beyond your comfort zone. And that's where desire will take you. It'll take you out of your ordinary, your feelings of mediocrity, perhaps. And it will, it will infuse your passions and it does take courage and it will take you out of your comfort zone at times too, because you're going to be putting yourself out there. As they say, you're going to be taking, uh, risks. So just as you can dictate the terms of your relationship to time and money, you should keep in mind that you are still writing your story with, when it comes to desire, the story you tell yourself is not set in stone. Do you really know who you are? Are there stories to tell your, you tell yourself that you are just being realistic with these limitations in front of you and you can't really follow your desire? Um, does what, you know, maybe you're thinking, well, my desire is I would like to be, you know, I'd like to be a ski bomb, you know? Well, like, but really like try it out. I don't know. You know, it might not be as fulfilling as you think it might be after a while. Um, it's, you know, just skiing the slopes every day. No, it does, does kind of sound nice, but, um, but so speaking of how others can help us become the person that we need or we dream to be, sometimes they can get in the way as well. So if you're ready to grow and they're not, you may have to do some reevaluating. You may need to leave some relationships behind. Uh, it's because it's threatening to others when you're ready to take some leaps and follow your desire and they're choosing otherwise. Um, but you know, fulfillment is possible when you're filling up your cup, honoring your own potential and not forsaking yourself by putting everyone else in front of you as well. I think that may apply to a lot of people. So fulfillment comes when you take bold actions, you say yes to this future vision of you, even well before your vision is fully realized and saying yes begins with these micro steps to form this future right now.
So here's my final thoughts on desire. Um, and this, this does come, I wrote this, it does come from uh, the book, uh, Desire Has a Way of Emerging Within You Like a Secret. It reminds, it ripens within your body like a seed in some remote pasture planted long ago. Over some vast distance, it has grown within you, even without you knowing it. It leads you to an intimate relationship, to a personal transformation, to the life you want for yourself. Desire isn't all sunlight and peaches either. It can be dangerous out there, setting yourself free. If you follow your inner desire to where it meets the edge of the outer world, you may be taking a risk. That is a part of it. You cannot let yourself be denied, though. And the truth is, if you've really found your desire, you won't let yourself be denied. You will have found a purpose that enlarges and enriches your life, and you will be willing to sacrifice for it. So those are my thoughts on desire for today. Hope that you got something out of this podcast. If you've um, le left us a review on iTunes, thank you so much. Those reviews help us with visibility and they they just feel good. They, they help us to feel like, you know, I think we found our desire. And if you haven't, please do leave us a review. We would um, love, love the feedback. And, uh, you know, just to hear how we're doing and share, share the love, let other people know um, about this cool emerging podcast. We are getting cooler and cooler and just wonderful guests. Well, they've all been cool, but um, we are just getting some wonderful new guests to come on. So just stay tuned for, for that, you know, because it can be a hopeless feeling to look around and see that life doesn't look like you thought it would. And at Big Self School, we don't think you should have to feel that way. It is easy to get started. We're just starting a whole lot of things. Check us out at thebigselfschool.com. Thanks so much. Have a great, a great weekend. We hope that it's fulfilling, positive, sustainable, and impactful, just like your life should be. Over and out.